You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan can want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. It's Fourth Down in the Steel City, and at this moment, the Steelers are still alive for playoff contention. Let's go, unless you're listening late Sunday evening. In which case, I suppose the Miami Dolphins could have beat the New England Patriots and the Steelers' season is over. It's a podcast. You could be listening to it, I guess. I could be dead. I mean, who knows? What's up, Finley? It's Crowley. No calling. We got Greg Finley, who typically produces the podcast. You know who he is. He's been doing the podcast more than me lately. What's going on, buddy? Uh, You know, it's interesting that... It comes down to the fact that the Steelers need help once again. Same thing happened last year. It didn't look like it was going to happen, and everything that they needed to happen happened, which makes me feel very optimistic that they still have a shot at this thing. Yeah, I know that they have a 2% chance, or whatever it is, right, depending on 538 or ESPN's <laughs> predictive index and all that, but I don't think it's really – I don't know that it's realistic that it happens – but I don't think it's super far-fetched. I, I don't think it's an easy thing for the Jets, for instance, to go into Seattle and win that game. Seattle's a tough place to play. Seattle's also playing for a playoff berth. This Mike White might be better than Zach Wilson. In fact, he is better than Zach Wilson. But it doesn't mean his ass is good. So I don't think that's totally unrealistic that they go in there despite being a favorite and lose, the Jets that is. I don't think it's unrealistic at all that the Miami Dolphins go into New England with Teddy Bridgewater and lose that game. I think it's likely that in the last week of the season, New England loses to Buffalo. Yep. And I don't think it's all that far-fetched to think that the New York Jets beat the Miami Dolphins in the final week of the season. So I realize it's a 2% chance, but... Those things all seem plausible to me, Finley. I I think the same thing, and I was saying that earlier uh, this week. Like I think the Steelers, 
I think the hardest part about this whole thing is beating the Ravens on Sunday night football in Baltimore. I don't, I don't think New England beating Miami's far-fetched at all. Agreed with you there. Seattle should be the favorite against the Jets. I don't know. Wrong team favorite. I don't know who's coming up with those lines, but I, I disagree with that one. Seattle at home, much more dangerous team. And then, you know, week 18, the Jets could beat the Dolphins, especially with no Tua. And... um New England's going to lose to Buffalo if Buffalo's still playing for the one seed. They're going to try and win. So, yeah, I think the hardest part is can the Steelers beat the Ravens on Sunday night football? So I've been so laser-focused, as Penguins coach Mike Sullivan would say, on just the Steelers scenarios. But what do we want to see happen from a Steelers fan perspective if we're looking at this one seed race in the AFC? Because we do want Buffalo playing for something that final week. So do you want them beating Cincinnati? Are they tied with Kansas City right now? Uh, I'm pretty sure Buffalo is the one seed because they beat Kansas City, so they would own the tiebreaker. So they own the tiebreaker. Yes. So what we really need to happen, we being Steelers fans, the six souls that we are in the last six years without winning a playoff game, what we really need to happen is the Kansas City Chiefs to win their football game. Oh, and they're playing the Broncos. Yeah, they'll be okay. So they're going to be fine. (laughs) Enough Broncos. You know what? When this NFL season's over, usually I get sad because, oh, man, no more football. And even if the Steelers don't make the playoffs, it's still the playoffs. So you're jacked up until the Super Bowl, and then you get sad. I'm not going to be sad when this regular season's over because that means I don't have to accidentally see the Denver Broncos anymore. (laughs) This is one of the hardest watches in my entire life, from a football consumption standpoint, they are dog poop, man. Dog poop. They went and got Russell Wilson, and they got fleeced by the Seahawks in that deal. <laughs> I'm thrilled that you bring up Russell Wilson, because that's exactly where I wanted to go, my friend. Josh Dobbs gets the start on Thursday night football. He was not good against the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, he threw a touchdown. He did okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> like a 50% completion percentage. Whatever. Josh Dobbs, good guy, rocket scientist. But Malik Willis was benched. And I thought, okay, they want Malik Willis to be healthy for their winner-take-all game, Jacksonville, Tennessee, in the final week of the season. But Paul Kuharski, who has been covering the Tennessee Titans since, well, they were probably the Houston Oilers, He said, no, this was a flat-out benching, and they kind of want to see what Josh Dobbs could do, but they are not enamored with Malik Willis. Now, this hurts me deeply because I liked Malik Willis in the draft. In fact, I wanted the Steelers to take Malik Willis instead of Kenny Pickett. Too early for me to think of myself as a giant-ass idiot. (laughs) I mean, I I think Tennessee's giving up on Malik Willis way too fast. Like, Good call. If Good take. If if you look at Kenny Pickett's first game when he came in and he throws an interception against the Jets and they lose the game, that would be like the Steelers fans going, oh, this guy stinks. We, they should never go back to him ever again. At Tennessee, they're trying to make the playoffs still. Tannehill's out. They're going with Josh Dobbs in a <laughs> winner-take-all next week instead of the guy they drafted in the draft this year? Come on. I bet it'll be Malik Willis next week because Dobbs didn't play well either. But, man. They're in a heap of heart right now. They sure are. And the thing about Malik Willis, my man, is he needed to sit a year. Kenny Pickett had to come in and play. He was the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft. But Malik Willis, this is a guy who's got, 
I still think supreme talent and upside that was absolutely not ready to play in the NFL year one. He needed tutelage. I love that word, tutelage. He needed to be groomed a little bit. What stinks, though, is that the team that he got groomed for was against the Texans, and he lost. Like, if there's one team that you go, okay, this is a game that our rookie quarterback can get right in or can get some experience in, it's the Houston Texans defense. Another good take by you. Unfortunately, he lost that game. Another good Greg Finley take. That's two in a row. Here's here's a question. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the NFL and NBC actually going to put Jags-Titans on Sunday Night Football next week? Oh, I hope to God. There's this account that I follow on Twitter. It's about college football. It's called the Sickos account. Okay. And it's just about, like, they love games like Iowa-Northwestern, where it's 6-3 to three with two minutes to go, and then there might be a safety, and they'll say that's the game of the year. <laughs> so they, they like the weird. Sign me up for that, man. That is the Sickos equivalent of the NFL. A winner-take-all Jags-Titans game with both teams under 500. Malik <laughs> Willis against pretty boy Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, I need it. What's this mean for the Steelers? If they're alive, they play Sunday, right? But if they're dead in the water, it's just a random game against the Browns on Saturday. Is that how this schedule quirk's going to go? I don't think it's Saturday. I think they're doing... The games that actually matter at one o'clock, and then the crappy games at four. At o'clock. four, there think, are the Steelers did. I saw earlier in the year, and it might have changed. There was a possibility of the Steelers playing on Saturday, but now it looks as though all the games are TBD on Sunday. So they might play a couple of Saturday games next week. I'm speaking out of my backside here, Greg. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, th- this schedule next week. That's why I asked that question because. I'm looking at this schedule, and most of these teams have already clinched a playoff spot or are terrible. And I look at Tennessee and Jacksonville as it's winner-take-all, and NBC might just be like, all right, this is the only game that's actually worth our time that it, up for a playoff spot. But does Tariko really get excited for Jags-Titans? If Tariko's got money on it. I'm, <laughs> listen, a winner-take-all game. Here's what they need to do, though. They need to put on the graphic on NBC, winner is in. Right? Yeah. And then just don't put their records on the screen. Correct. And just make us all think, oh, my God, these two Titans battling for Southern supremacy. And really, it's just the Jags and the Titans. I did want to say on the topic of Malik Willis, before we move this bad boy along to the actual game people give a rip about, which is Steelers-Ravens. Boy, all the options for quarterback, realistic or otherwise, this offseason that the Steelers could have acquired – I think they wound up in the best possible situation with Kenny Pickett, dude. Hey, Malik Willis, he has not really played well. He has zero touchdown passes and three interceptions. Aaron Rodgers is not having a typical Aaron Rodgers season, and he's an asshole. So I'm happy that the Steelers don't have to deal with all that bull. You don't have Russell Wilson, who I'm telling you, in a Matt Canada offense probably would have been better than what he's shown with Hackett. But I still don't think the Steelers would be in necessarily a great spot. Who am I missing? Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. He gets benched. I and think you're Kenny right. Pickett, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kenny Pickett, he, went, he won on Christmas Eve, dude. He beat the Raiders on Christmas Eve. Ghost of Franco Harris watching from across the way on the bridge. A lot of cojones for Kenny. I feel pretty good about what the Steelers did at quarterback, given all the options this offseason. This is a team that 
was originally going to go Mitch Trubisky for the regular season. They found Kenny Pickett in the draft and said, oh, he's still available. Let's take this kid. The kid right across the street that played for Pitt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the problem with Trubisky not being aggressive enough, him and Deontay having back and forths, all right, they're going to the kid, and Pickett has put together a pretty decent season so far. The Steelers still have a chance, Adam, to go 9-8. and eight. At 2-6 and six at the bye week, everybody and their mother counted this team dead, and they can still have a winning season. That's that's incredible to me, and you give a lot of credit to Kenny Pickett. Oh, God, here we go. We'll talk about that coming up next. Steelers-Ravens preview as well. Greg and I are also in the same studio for the first time in podcast history, and we haven't made eye contact once. It's fourth down in the Steel City.